You're listening to Real Talk with MBK, a podcast designed to raise emotional and relational consciousness. I'm your host, Mary Beth Konis. Real Talk with MBK will regularly cover sensitive topics, so this podcast is for adults only and may contain adult language. Also, Real Talk with MBK is not offering any psychiatric or medical diagnoses. We're here to open up conversation about the beautiful, gritty experience of being human. So if you're ready to awaken your mind and ignite a more creative approach to your life, you're in the right place, and welcome. So, have you ever felt like you are living in some sort of alter reality. Maybe it's just, this is how it was for me. My dreams were so big and my reality was so not close to my dreams that it created this constant dissonance between who I felt like I wanted to be or should be and who I actually was and the reality of my current life or relationship status or situation, all right? And if you know anything about me, you know my situation is one for the books. So we all have our stories, right? We all have our shit. And my question for you is, have you ever felt like, why me? When am I going to catch a break? And what the fuck is even life? All right. It's the existential questions that we're going to be talking about today. So I'm doing things a little bit differently today. I am video recording as well as podcasting at the same time. So in this episode, I am going to just read an article that I just wrote. So we're kind of encompassing all my strengths here. Okay. Speaking, writing, and talking. Speaking and talking is the same thing. How annoying. Um, I meant being on camera. (laughs) So anyways, actually, I'm not really sure that those are all strengths, but I feel like they are in my head. Speaking of fantasy and fairy tale land, that's where I live. In my world, I'm excellent at all of those things. (laughs) Of course, I have plenty to work on. But anyways, okay, so what I'm going to do today is I'm just going to read this article I wrote because um, I think I would have loved to have read this five or ten years ago and it really addresses that shit that lingers in the back of our heads um, whether it's a dream or a desire or maybe just a question of your potential um, that type of thing and I had a major I had a major breakthrough recently, um, and I kind of discussed that in this article. So if you are feeling burnout and maybe annoyed or sick of yourself and just the way you hope or want or need more things in life that you just cannot seem to get, um, this is for you. So this is called get out of the fucking fairy tale. I am deeply rooted in my efforts and ability to tell the truth and live honestly. 
I speak, write, coach, parent, and relate on the single steady foundation of honesty. To me, living honestly also means being aware and upfront about any realizations of covert motives or agreements I'm trying to attach to a person or situation. For instance, I've been known to say things like, turns out I was only dating you so I could feel worthy, but now I feel worthy on my own and no longer feel we are a dating match. Brutal or honest? I say honest. So imagine my surprise when I recently managed to wriggle free from a mental block that has been confining me for over two decades. The block? My lack of honesty. There have been many plot twists in my story. Divorcing a megachurch pastor, him taking his own life six months later, raising grieving children alone, the absolute shit show of dating post-marriage in my 30s, and countless epiphanies of healing and freedom along the way. So perhaps this is just one, just another notch in my twisted story belt, but it shook me down to a cellular level because it happened to challenge all those beautifully crafted stories of honesty. I had been so triumphantly proclaiming. Through the course of relatively unimportant happenings, I landed flat on my face and locked eyes with this brutal discovery. I'm the only one holding myself back. Oh, that's cute, huh? Super life coachy of me to say, I'm the only one standing in my way. But here's what that actually meant. It meant this disgusting, vomit-in-my-mouth reality. I had been unconsciously waiting for a man to appear into the picture so I could then continue on with what I was meant to do, live, and be. Gross. Why is that so utterly repulsive to me? Because I am a free-spirited, independent, and no less happy woman, goddammit. Why on earth would my subconscious ever allow for such a sadistic and treacherous motive to ever creep in? Needless to say, I was 100% dumbfounded at this realization. So, naturally, my mind began spinning a million miles per minute to figure out why, God, why? I ever got into this mental trap to begin with and compensate for having stayed there for so fucking long. Two decades, remember? Lucky for you, I will share a cute, tidy version of all the mind fucking this actually took to retrieve. Here it is. After a decade long regime in an abusive marriage to the megachurch pastor, I came out rather tattered and wobbly. I had lost all sense of self. Self-esteem, self-love, self-trust, it was gone. Because I have an overactive mind, which up until that point had been a curse, my recovery moved at an obscenely rapid pace. If I am one thing, I am obsessed with personal development. The three years following my wildly disappointing marriage were jam-packed with sexual escapades that for sure did not end up how you're imagining they did. So, so many tears, I could have filled the Hudson, lots of fish shaking at the heavens, why me? 
an ungodly reckoning with my liver by way of whiskey, and playing a tricky game of catch-up in emotional and relational intelligence as I had taken a lengthy hiatus from those fields for over 10 years in order to stay married. Because, you know, if I outgrew him, I'd be blamed for breaking the sacred vows of that we partook in. It was in this playing of ketchup that, not ketchup like the red ketchup, but like catching up, <laughs> that I unblocked the majority of mental and emotional blocks that had me seek and tie myself to my abuser for so long, continue to chase unavailable men, and kept me adequately distracted from my own shadow work while at the same time safely making it seem like I was actually quite knowledgeable on EQ, emotional quotient. As I, became, as I became aware of these blocks, I would release them and consciously build new habits, beliefs, or behaviors in their place. I was getting healthy! While all of this delicious healthiness was happening, I was also learning how to talk to my kids about mental illness and suicide, as this was what consumed their world having lost their dad to it, which meant lots of bittersweet, brutal fucking honesty. In that honesty is where I gave birth to a new standard of integrity for myself to live and speak my truth as soon as I'm aware of it. The safety and stability I have created for myself and my family is based on this commitment to myself. I will show up honestly every day to every situation with every person I'm in front of. Fucking honorable, right? Sure is. And it works. It's an exhilarating way to live, but it's not easy. I have had a lot of uncomfortable, difficult conversations. I've learned to get comfortable with discomfort. I've had to... In order, I've had to in order to keep living the story that's turned out to be my life. As honorable as I've become, just like you and everyone else, I have a shadow. The shadow is the part of me that I'd prefer to keep to myself, not share with lovers, and pretend it doesn't exist at all. Everyone's shadow is a little bit different, but there are some blanket similarities in all of ours. For instance, Shame. Shame is a shadow trait. Every human experiences shame. So that's nice to know we're not alone in it, right? But our shadow likes to say, but yikes, my shame is grosser than other people's shame, so I shouldn't talk about it. Otherwise, I might not be liked or loved or accepted. Bullshit. Everyone's shame is equally terrifying and gross. Speaking of shame, Back to how I grotesquely and unknowingly, but maybe had a little inkling, uh, put my life on hold while I powerlessly waited for some fairy tale unicorn of a man to waltz in and start building an awesome conscious relationship with me. For the record, I will never stop hating that this was true for me. But if I know myself, and I do, uh, soon I will be able to honor this younger idiot version of myself for leading me to this point of expansion. So I worked through a clusterfuck of heavy ratchet ass feelings, drank my way through some grief and came out the other end with some badass integrity. Cool story. 
except for that damn shadow. It regularly and unpredictably shows up to keep inviting me to grow and find breakthroughs, unless I ignore it or waste my energy trying to hide it, then it'll probably, it'll become a big bad wolf that huffs and puffs until it blows my whole life into smithereens. You probably know what I'm talking about. My most recent shadow invitation began with a pity party. Why is everyone else finding their person and not me? And ended with another sacred, completely unexpected mindfuck. Because, baby girl, you're still wanting to mooch off someone else's power instead of finding, taking, and living your own. Oh. Power. That's one of those residual effects of living honestly. You get a lot of power when you live in your own truth. And in a weird, twisty way, this whole shadow appearance about my powerlessness actually showed me how I can choose differently if I wanted to. And I do. So I did. Here's how the shadow usually works. Step one, you feel discontent, not getting the results or the outcome you wanted in life or relationship, whatever. Step two, your shadow appears, usually creepy and uninvited. Step three, the great choosing. You make a conscious or unconscious choice about step two. Step four, the reckoning. Your shadow fucks you up. And depending on what you chose in step three, on the choosing, uh, this will either lead to the best life yet, or it will lead to more pressure, pain, and pretending. Step five, power or powerless. Again, depending on step three, what you chose there, you will feel one of these. Regardless of what other delectable outcomes I've had from the most recent shadow appearance, and there are a few, this is the biggest. Whether I'm aware of it or not, when I pretend to be anything lesser than who I am, I am only ever lying to myself. Here's the deal, bosses. When we prevent ourselves from living in our truth, that means our full potential, our highest integrity, we are presenting the world with a smaller and dare I say fake version of ourselves. And if you're like me, you were hoping someone else would come along and call bullshit on the whole facade and beckon you into full blossom. Get out of the fucking fairy tale. That's not how it actually works, okay? It looks more like we pretend we're accomplishing all the dreams and hopes we have for ourselves while secretly in the quiet of the night, lying awake, sad, or with a brick on our chest because we know there's more, but we aren't sure how to get it. So it feels safer to never speak of it, so we don't. We stay silent in our true experience, which happens to be a little disappointing and causes shitty feelings to linger from the night into the day. Those days and nights string together, and before we know it, we have a chronic gut issue. We have headaches, insomnia, tussled with the perpetual twitch of the toggle between anxiety and depression. And we surmise, yes, this is in fact just who I am. The danger of not allowing your shadow to teach you is this. You begin to think you are your shadow. And this, well, it's perhaps the precise source 
of our restless unhappiness. If you want to stop feeling like someone else has the power to make your life so amazing that you actually want to keep living it and start finding, choosing, and living in your own power, then stop lying to yourself. You're only doing yourself a disservice when you pretend what is true isn't and what isn't is. Stop that shit immediately. Practice being aware of your thoughts and how often you discount your own experience, feelings, needs, pain. Bring all of those swirling thoughts hanging out in the shadows at the back of your mind forward and turn a spotlight on them and start asking them some questions. Get curious about your own thoughts. This practice of awareness in and of itself is going to revolutionize your power meter. Once you've become pretty aware of how often you shove your actual true self under the rug and tell him or her to shut up and go away, then you can start getting intentional about how you want to be honest about your true self, either just with yourself or with others. You'll be off the charts powerful when you start actively, consciously choosing how you want to show up, honestly or not. It's really quite fascinating. Fascinating. I highly recommend this as a lifestyle. Whatever you decide to do with this information today, I hope at a minimum you'll stop lying to yourself because really, it's not helping anyone in the long run, especially you. Okay, so that sums up the actual article. Um, you know, I hope that <laughs> this will kind of give a twist of humor on um, something that's actually a very heavy experience in life. Uh, but it's all really, uh, honestly, it's honestly true um, that we all feel shame, okay? We all have those parts of us inside that are trapped inside our heads that if we could only begin to practice to um, pay attention to them, bring them forward, that's when change happens. That's when shit gets real and life starts getting full and you start um, directing your own path and taking the driver's seat and not being on autopilot anymore. So um, I highly encourage it. It takes bravery and courage, right? But you start small. Just start with yourself. It, I'm not saying you have to go and like tell everybody about it. That's speaking your truth. Sometimes speaking your truth is just um, bringing it forward in your own mind, like in your own journal and just in your own space and saying, this is what's true for me. This is how I feel. So, uh, and then sometimes you say that to other people and sometimes you just never do. Like sometimes you just have your own truth within your own mind and that's, uh, okay. That's still bringing your truth forward. So, um, there you have it today. More to come. This conversation isn't just for me and you. It's for friends, family, colleagues, and our children. Please spread the enlightenment with your people. If you found this content to be helpful, be sure to leave a favorable review wherever you're listening from. And if today's real talk was really talking to you, send it to a loved one so they can join the conversation. Thank you again for listening and investing in the betterment of you and the world around you.